0: Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Hey everybody. So the last few months have caused most of us to evaluate how we're living our lives, haven't it? And it's raised some questions like, what's worth giving my time to and what's not? What do I miss that I can't wait to do again? Well, we've all got a list of things, don't we? And then what do I hope to stop and not do anymore? We've got a list of that too. But it's also raised some questions around the role of church in our lives, hasn't it? Does the church still matter? What's the value of the church in our lives and in our families? Does the role of the church in our communities make a big enough difference that's going to justify the sacrifices that we make to be involved in this movement? I grew up as a preacher's kid and now, well, I'm doing it myself, so I've always lived in this pastor's world, but these past 12 months have changed some of my views about church and so I'm curious, how has this past year changed how you think about the role of the church in your life and in our community? Let's talk about it. Let me pull back the curtain and give you a peek into the world of pastors for a second. Most pastors I talk to are are nervous. They're nervous about whether people will still believe the church matters. They're nervous partly because they've opened back up for in person services and people aren't coming back to church yet like they used to come, are they? And they're nervous because they're afraid people will be content to stay at home and watch online. Well, yep, I'm talking to you. And I don't blame you. I mean, you get it, right? After all, you can do this in your PJs drinking your coffee, it's a lot easier. But I personally, I'm not concerned or nervous or worried about any of that because here's what I'm confident is true, and I think the last year's proven this. This movement that we call the church really does matter. The message of the church, what's as relevant as it's ever been before. We are stewards of a message of eternal life, and we're stewards of a message of a better life. And this past year has taught us that everybody needs that message. I mean, it's reminded us that life on this earth really is short. And no one is promised tomorrow. But when your life ends here, your life doesn't end. Everybody lives forever somewhere. If you've chosen to have a relationship with God, you get to live forever with Him. And if you've chosen not to have a relationship with God, well, God honors your wishes. And so you live apart from Him forever. But as a church, we get to share this incredible message to you. This message that Jesus came, died, and he rose again to make it possible for us to experience forgiveness and freedom from our sins, and we get to be adopted into God's family, that is a message of eternal life that people need to know now as much as ever. But it's not the only message the church has. The message of the church doesn't just make a difference when we die. It makes a difference today, too, because we're stewards of a message of a better life. Following Jesus really does make your life better, and it makes you better at life. So when you follow Jesus and how he says to live life, well, he's going to help you be a better person, a better son or daughter, mom or dad, brother or sister. He's going to help you be a better teammate and coworker and classmate and boss and neighbor. Following Jesus and the teachings that he's given us will make you better relationally and financially and emotionally and intellectually and spiritually. It really is all encompassing because Jesus leads you to live life the way he designed and created you to live it. You will always become a better version of yourself when you do what Jesus says. So I don't wonder if the church still matters, because look around. We all know our world's messed up, and I just believe the church holds a solution. You know, the way we treat one another right now in our communities and in our country, what's disturbing, and the way people are talking to one another is troubling. The way we fail to value one another is disrespectful and unnerving, but as a church, we are stewards of a message that I believe and am confident can guide us out of the mess we're in. Now here's what I think makes this so difficult for us. The problem is, the problem is overwhelming. Have you ever felt that way? With so many problems, you're looking around going, "I don't even know where to start. I don't know how to make a difference. When there's so much to clean up, where do I even begin? See, I don't think those of us who follow Jesus question whether or not his message can make a difference. I think we question how and then whether we, the church, can make enough of a difference. But Jesus had something to say about that. So one day, he's with this crowd of people that no one would have ever expected him to be with. And honestly, no one would expect that crowd to be with Jesus either. Luke in Luke 15 gives us the context he says, now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. Think about that. Here's a crowd of people who have made such big messes of life like many of us have made. Messes like some of us we're living in right now. These were messes that were so overwhelming, nobody knew where to start to clean them up or to make them right. But here these people are who are nothing like Jesus, and they actually liked Jesus. And maybe more surprising, he liked them back. The biggest mess makers wanted to be with the only human who had never made a mess. That's odd, isn't it? But they recognized that Jesus was not there to judge them. He was there to help them. And this is why I think the church still matters. Because we carry this message of grace. We carry this message that every single person needs to hear. And it's the message we all most want to hear when we've made a mess, isn't it? You see, the church is always most appealing when the message of grace is most apparent. Let me say that again. The church is always most appealing when this message of grace, a second chance is available, when that message is most apparent. The problem is, and you already know this, oftentimes the church does a terrible job of making the message of grace apparent to people. As a matter of fact, sometimes we do the exact opposite, Because wherever you find messes, you also find people who like to judge people who've made those messes. You find people who they don't think they need grace, not because they haven't made any messes of their own, but because they're just blind to their own messes. They're too self-righteous to see what they need. And let's be honest, the church has had way too many people like that over the years. And those people and those attitudes sabotage the message that Jesus came to deliver. Now, Jesus had to deal with people like that too. This is not a new thing. Luke goes on in his story, and he tells us, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they muttered as they watched Jesus with these sinners, well, this man welcomes sinners, they said, and he eats with them. In other words, how could he? You know, suddenly there's this tension in the crowd, thick enough you could cut it with a knife. you got two groups of people who clearly don't like each other. Maybe you felt that same tension. Maybe you felt it when you walked into a church. Maybe you felt it when you found yourself in a conversation with somebody and they made it clear that your mess, well, it was way worse than any messes they had made. Maybe you've been somebody who wanted to help, but you felt the tension because when you see somebody in a mess, you're just not sure what to do. Well, Jesus actually addresses both of these types of tensions by telling a story. Luke tells us that then Jesus told them this parable or this story. He said, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep, and he loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country, and he goes after the lost sheep until he finds it? And then when he finds it, Jesus said, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders, and he goes back home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbors together, and he says, rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. In other words, when a sheep gets lost, when a sheep makes a mess, the shepherd does not abandon the sheep. The shepherd doesn't even get angry with the sheep. The shepherd goes looking for the sheep because something of value is lost and it needs to be found. And then Jesus said when he finds it, he is not mad, he's glad, he's joyful. He brings that sheep back home and he celebrates. He throws a party because he's found what he was missing. He's found what he cared about so much. And then Jesus makes this statement. He basically says, that is exactly why I'm hanging out with all these people who have made such big messes in their life. And it's why they want to hang out with me. Because, and here's Jesus' words. He says, because I tell you that in the same way, in the same way that shepherd responds and looks for and searches for that sheep, in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven. Think about this. Over one sinner, Jesus says, who repents then over 99 righteous persons Who do not need to repent. Now, you just let those words sink in for a minute. God is saying, I throw a bigger party over one rebel coming back to me and wanting to clean up their mess than over 99 Christians who don't feel like they have a mess to clean up. In other words, I don't look out and see a mass of messes when I look at the people around me. I don't look out and feel overwhelmed by all the change that needs to happen. Jesus says, I look out and I see people, individual people, who matter deeply to their Heavenly Father. It's Jesus' way of reminding us, everyone matters. Everyone matters in the eyes of God, and everyone is someone Jesus died for. Everyone deserves to know their messes don't disqualify them from a relationship with Jesus. Everyone deserves to know, in spite of their mess, God loves them. And he's for them. Everyone deserves to know there is grace available to them. And there is a God who, just like that shepherd, is actually searching for them. Not because he wants to pay them back. He wants to win them back. They are the one who matters to God. So, why does the church still matter today? Why does the time that you invest in this movement matter if you're a follower of Jesus and a part of our church? I'll tell you. Because of this message that we have the privilege to share, there is not a more important message that anybody can hear right now. So listen, if you are looking at the mess in your own life and you're wondering if God loves you or if God would still use you, you don't have to wonder any longer. You're so valuable to him that he left the 99 to come looking for you. And if you're looking at the mess in our world right now and you're overwhelmed and you're losing hope that anything can change and you don't know how to make a difference, well, guess what? You can hope again because the same God who changed you, he's still changing lives. In our local community, there are 28,063 people, 28,063 individual ones who don't know God's searching for them. They deserve to know Jesus died for them I think they deserve to know that God really is for them. Now, what they do with that is up to them. But I think they at least should know. And for those of you who follow Jesus, listen, God is inviting you to help those people know how he feels about them. He is inviting you to do for one because every one matters. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Don't worry about changing the world. Don't worry about whether you can make a difference in every mess that you see in our country or in our community. We're going to be people who focus on one mess. We're going to love the person right in front of us. We're going to help people know God loves them by how well we serve them. We may not be able to help everyone, but that won't stop us from helping someone. This is why we do what we do. It's why we're doing Journey at Home and making this available to you. It's why we're starting in-person services. Because both of these avenues give us a fresh opportunity to help people know how much God cares about them, to help them know that he doesn't lean away from their mess. God actually leans into it. But they will only know that if we do what the church is supposed to do, if we create the opportunity for them to know this extraordinary message of eternal life and a better life. So if you are a follower of Jesus, I want to ask you to consider something for just a minute. Would you give a little bit of your life to do for one because you believe everyone matters? Would you be willing to give a little bit of your life to something that is bigger than and beyond you? Would you invest your life in what God is doing around you? Would you say, you know what? I'm not going to make my entire life just about me. I think maybe God could actually use me even with all the messes I've made myself. Here's what I mean by that. There are three practical ways you can do this. First of all, you do for one by serving through our church. See, every experience we create for people has to be staffed full of individuals who will let God use their gifts to inspire people to follow Jesus. You really can make a difference in somebody's life by investing a little bit of your life and a little bit of your time into something bigger than yourself. So, Would you help us create experiences online and in person that inspire people to follow God? If you'd like to learn more, just open up our app, click on the Serve tab. We would love to help you find a place where you can make a contribution that you love doing with people that you really enjoy. Or maybe for you, you can do for one by serving in a nonprofit right in your community. You can help people to see how much God loves them by how well you serve them right there. Listen, when you choose to serve, it changes others, and it changes you too. And now, as much as ever before, if you're wondering whether we could use you, whether we need your help to move the message forward, the answer is absolutely we do. So just open up the app, click on the Serve tab, and let us know you're interested in learning more. Second, you can do, for one, by giving through our church we, we can't be for our community, we can't ex- create these experiences for people without the consistent financial support of those of you who believe this message really is worth sharing. See, when you choose to have a plan to consistently support the church you love, you are fueling our ability to reach more of these ones. I'm really excited about these next 12 months because I think we've got an opportunity to impact more lives than we've ever had before. But whether we can maximize the opportunity we have is largely going to depend on whether we have the finances to take advantage of and seize those opportunities. Now, all I can do is speak from personal experience, but here's what I can tell you. My wife and I have consistently given generously to and through this church from day one. We have invested more money here than we've invested into our retirement, into our home. This is where the largest amount of our income goes. And I'm telling you that Simply because I want you to know, we've not ever regretted a penny we have invested here because we know it doesn't just stop here. We're giving through this church to impact so many people, and we see the impact that Jesus makes on lives. So we're certain there's not a better return we get on our money anywhere else. That's why I would tell you, if you don't have a plan to give, just open up our app, click on the Give tab. You can set up a plan in 10 seconds. It's really easy. Just invest financially in something that will outlast you. You're going to be glad you did. I promise you that. And finally, you can do for one by inviting. Here's what I know. God has already put somebody in your life who needs to experience his grace personally. Somebody who doesn't know how he feels about them. Somebody who doesn't know they can have a relationship with him that's real and personal. And you never know when one simple invitation to coffee or a simple invitation to church, one simple invitation to watch Journey at Home online, one simple invitation to have a conversation, it just might lead to someone's transformation. So would you start praying for that person God's put in your life? And when the time's right, would you look at them and say, hey, I'd love for you to come and sit with me at church. Or I'd love for you to see what you think about this church that's made a difference for me. Would you send the text or the email and say, hey, I'd love for you to check this out online. I think you'd find it helpful. Would you help your friends and your family become aware that there's a God who really does care? When you serve, when you give, when you invite through our church, you're not investing in a place. Our church isn't a meeting place. You are investing in a movement. You're investing in a movement with a message of eternal life and a better life. It's a movement that can make a clear difference in our community if we will each do for one because everyone matters. You know what hangs in the balance? Somewhere in our community today, there is a teenager who can't figure out if anyone really cares about her, and she is looking for a place to belong. She matters. There is a college student whose new freedom has led them down some roads and to some places They didn't really want to be, but now they don't have a clue how to get out of the mess they made and get back on track. Well, he matters. There's a guy whose girlfriend keeps asking him to go to church with her, but he refuses because he doesn't think he'll feel welcome, and he's not sure it'll be helpful. But she keeps inviting. She keeps hoping there's going to be a place that will connect with him. He matters. There's a married couple who looks like they've got it all together to you, but behind the scenes, their life is a wreck, and they matter. There's a single adult trying to figure out their purpose in life. They just don't know where to turn. It's so confusing. But they matter. And there's a person who's had a bad experience with a church or with a Christian. And because of that, they assume God must not care about them any more than those Christians did. But they matter, right? The person who's so skeptical and cynical about God, they matter. Everybody matters to our Heavenly Father. And this is what excites me so much. This year... We'll see those people engage with us online. We'll see those people attend an in-person service. And we're going to have an opportunity to help them see God really is for them. So, would you do for that one, because that one matters, would you invest a little bit of your time, a little bit of your life, a little bit of your money, and let God use you? Would you invite? Would you serve? Would you give through our church so that they can know who God is and how much he loves them? You never know when doing for one might change the lives and eternities of someone. And I just think that's worth giving a little of your life for. I hope you'll agree. Let me pray for us. Father, would you help us to see the people that you've already placed in our lives? You place them there because they can see your grace. They can experience your love through us just by watching us, just by interacting with us. Help us to know who they are. Help us to pray for them. Help us to love them. Help us to serve them. Help us to do for that one and for the ones of our friends and for the ones of our family, for the ones in this community. Help us to to be willing to sacrifice a little bit for them because they matter so much to you. Thanks for the life change that's going to happen over the next year. For the kids, for the parents, for the neighbors, for the best friends, for the spouses, for the significant others who are going to walk through and experience what we do, and they're going to come to know you're real and personal, and they're going to do it because so many of these people have chosen to invite and serve and give, so thank you right now for the lives that you're going to change this year. We just want to be a part, we want to be used by you in whatever way you want to use us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Calway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit JourneyCalway.com. That's JourneyCalway.com. Thanks for listening.